Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Ready Your Future podcast. Dr. Paul Woody, your host, and I'm glad that you're hanging out with me on this truck ride episode, another one that I'm uh, doing on the way to work. Actually, I'm going to another office building, so I have a little bit more time. I probably won't be sitting so much in the, uh, the parking lot finishing it up and uh, trying to do the editing and stuff. I wanted to talk a little bit about um, natural gas generators, oh, well, in generators in general, but specifically natural gas. And uh, one, of the, one of the things that we've always had a generator, and especially since my dad had his property out in the country and it was completely off grid, we knew that we needed something out there. And one of the, the goals was, okay, we would take propane out there and, and I had a dual fuel Dynamax back in the day. And um, when I would go, I mean, you know, initially when I took it up there, we got it going and, and, and all that good stuff. And then dad was going up there by himself or with other people and they were, you know, working on the, on the property when I was working and I wasn't able to go. So he was taking the, the generator and I always told him, dad, you gotta, you gotta take it and bring it back. Do not leave it up there. Um, because it was, it was a nice generator and it was a dual fuel. It was gas and propane. And the idea was, okay, we'll use gas, but at some point we're going to get one of the big, um, you know, propane tanks up there and we will connect it. We'll run a line there and I'll be able to use it that way. And then connect it to the, the structure that we were building. And he was basically going to wire it for 12 volt. Anyway, he got kind of lazy after, you know, trips up there and, and loading it and unloading it and decided to leave it up there one time and it got stolen. And uh, he just like, I drove me nuts. But anyway, so I bought another one and it was another dual fuel and I, I wound up getting another Dynamax and uh, because I just had a good experience with it and uh, they had the dual fuel and, and they were highly rated. And so I wound up getting one and he wound up getting one on his own as well so that he could, you know, to replace that one. Uh, but I wanted one for the house and the idea was always, okay, if we, if we need it, we, we hook it up and we get it going. And then we always, you know, would get a, um, a window unit or something along those lines. And I never wound up getting a window unit. But one of the things that I had always done was uh, to, to have, you know, plenty of 20 pound uh, tanks. And so I have a lot of them. I've talked about that before on the podcast. One of the concerns was if there was ever a fire and those tanks blew up, like, you know, uh, would the insurance, uh, you know, would they, would they wind up paying? And if not, you know, would they say, you know, well, you had all these tanks in your, in your garage or you were storing all these tanks and that caused the issue. So I had my insurance guy look into that and he called the, the main office and, and that would never, um, you know, make the, um, the, the insurance policy obsolete so, uh, or invalidate it. So that was always a, a good thing. So I have these propane tanks and so that was always in the back of my mind that I would do that and, and, and have those ready to go and, and if, if there was ever an emergency. And I would run the generators uh, and keep the stuff frozen in the freezers as, as long as possible so that, um, you know, I mean, that, that was the main concern. But I think now, and, and let me just, I'm taking too long talking about that. Let me jump to my reason for changing things up a little bit. Um, my concern now is like, you know, our infrastructure is really fragile. We've been going on a crazy amount of heat here in, in Texas and in, 
you know, other people are dealing with it as well. And all the natural disasters and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, I was thinking, you know, it just it would be wise to have a bigger generator that uh, we could we could work with and then natural gas. And one of the things, I think I mentioned it when I talked a little bit about getting my house repiped recently. I had the plumbers there and they, they do gas work as well. And, I, you know, we were outside looking at something and, and I just outright asked them, like, hey, what would it take to get, you know, a, a, a T on here on my gas line? so that I could run a generator off natural gas. And you know, he was like, oh man, that's no, no, no big problem. You know, We can do that really easily, blah, blah, blah. And he quoted me a price and, and I'm like, okay. So I started really you know, considering it. And then at that point, I had had also an electrician come through and I'm like, hey, what would it take to get, uh, you know, to, to go ahead and get one of those transfer switches put in and so that I can connect my, my, uh, my generator to and I had a little conversation with him, you know, I'm like, how big do I need? And he's like, if you get a decent size generator, you know, of course, right? And, and my thing was like the wattage. He goes, you can connect it if you're running it to natural gas. He goes, we do, we see, do this all the time. So you can run everything in your home other than your AC. You know, you won't, you won't be able to do that unless you get like a Generac and you get one of the big, uh, big home uh, generators, and that's not something that I wanted to do. I've always kind of like that's not. I think to me that's a waste of money. But anyway, so I started looking into it, and his thing was one of the things you got to remember is when you do natural gas, is the ratings that you're going to see off the bat of the generators uh, is going to they usually rate it for gasoline. You know, so if you like, hey, this is a a 13 kilowatt generator, 13,000 watts. That's usually the gasoline. You need to make sure what the wattage is for natural gas. And his thing is, you know, you want to be somewhere around, you know, uh, eight, nine thousand watts to run your home, and that would like run everything without any issue whatsoever, except your AC. So uh, started looking around, and you know, he recommended Dynawatt, Dynamax as well, uh, which I thought that was kind of cool. And so, or not Dynamax, Duramax. Um, I got to look at my notes here while I'm driving. Be careful, Todd. Don't wreck or anything like that. And so I finally settled on one called, uh, it's the XP13000HXT. And that's a, a tri-fuel uh, generator. And again, that's Duramax. And when you look at the, the wattage there, so the peak wattage for gasoline is 13,000. And again, that's you know the one that you always see. The running wattage, though, that's that's the peak wattage. So that's like if it if it peaks out and and, and needs that, it can go there. But really, really, the running watts is going to be ten thousand five hundred watts, or you know, ten point five kilowatts. For propane, it goes down a little bit. It's twelve thousand uh, watts or twelve kilowatts, and then that's the peak. And then the running watts is nine thousand five hundred. For natural gas, it goes down a little bit lower. So it's ten thousand peak kilowatts and then 8.5 kilowatts for the running watts so that's at that you know kind of like the minimum of what you would want to run your whole house and even at that i wouldn't run it at you know full capacity we wouldn't have everything going and, and well let me let me talk about that here in just a minute anyway so i kind of reached out because i had all those 20 pound tanks and i reached out to duramax and i'm like what would how long would this XP13000 
HXT run on a 20 pound, uh, you know, propane tank. And they, they recommended not to run it. He's like, you know, you really need it for that big of a generator. And this is still a, a portable one. It's still on wheels. It still has the handles. So I'll be like moving it in and out of the garage, whatever, and, and, and doing that. And so you can, you can still move it. It's not a whole, uh, home generator like a generac that just you know has to have a foundation and it's set you know on the side of your home or whatever so they're like you don't want to run the 20 pound tanks on those because it'll freeze up i guess the way that it's using using up uh propane but they said you you, you need at a minimum a 40 pound propane tank and with a 40 pound propane tank at 50 percent load that generator would run 6.5 hours so you know that's probably not the most fuel efficient or cost effective on that one right um so anyway so that that's the thing you don't want to use a 20 pound so i still have the other one the other duramax and i'm just going to consider that as a backup and that one is the xp 5500 dx and that's a dual fuel with gas and propane and so that gas would be, you know, at peak wattage, 5,500 or 5.5 kilowatts. Running watts is 4.5. Propane is 5,225 peak, and then 4,275 uh, watts, you know, just running propane. And that one, you can have a 20-pound tank easily. And what Duramax said at that one is if you run a 20-pound tank at 50% load, you're running it, you know, you'll have it for eight hours, you know? And so, you know, that, I think that's a little bit more cost effective there. Of course it's, you know, what are you running? That's the thing. And I know that some people want the whole Generac home, whole house generator because they want to be able to have everything on and, and all that. I still would with the natural gas, um, because even this electrician that we were talking about, you know, like how, how much bigger, do I need to go to be able to run the AC? It's just, it's the convenience of it. The idea would be, I got a T on my gas line. There is a hose that I would run from the T to the generator, which is not very far. We're probably looking at maybe maximum 20 feet. Um, I might get a little bit longer of a hose, but anyway, 20 feet. And then the generator plugs into the transfer switch. And the electrician was like, man, I just, I, I wouldn't go the Generac. I would just use some window units and you would be fine doing that, you know, uh, and you have some window units and, and, and go, go that way, which that's something that we've always talked about, right? It is, you know, save a little bit of money and do that. And, um, you know, if you got the money for the big Generac and, and fine, go ahead and do that. I know that, um, I had, uh, an old supervisor who during the winter storm had, uh, a neighbor who had a Generac and she spent a lot of time over there, but their bill was crazy, crazy high. And these people could afford it. And, you know, to them, it was no big deal, but most of us can't. We still want the convenience of being able to turn on the lights and everything else like that. It, it, it's still convenient. If you can't have one of these, you know, having a smaller one where you're running some power cords, you know, into the house to, to keep the freezer and the refrigerator going and, and maybe run a window unit. That's, that's, perfectly fine but if you can you know this might be something that you might want to invest in if you're looking to invest a little bit of money is putting it in a little bit of a of a bigger generator 
So we still, you know, I talked about this with my wife. We still would would use that the big generator, you know, the the thirteen thousand uh, kilowatt one, and uh, still kind of close off the living room and use the window unit there. Now, I've been researching window units versus those portable ACs, and I guess um, those portable ACs would would I guess look a little bit nicer. And there's some that are really highly rated, but at the same time, they still have their flaws. And they're not as good from what I'm understanding, and maybe someone can help me out here. You can send me an email at todd at readyyourfuture.com. But the window units are always better. They always wind up cooling better and lasting longer. Um, Some of the portable units that are there, people say that they have to run fans on top of it because the air comes out from the top. And it's, it's more convenient because you can, especially if you were kind of setting this up as a, uh, you know, as like an emergency situation, you're, you're running these little vents. And some of these have dual vents where it's an intake outtake type thing. And you have, uh, so basically you just have hoses going to your, your window. And then, you know, you don't have a big window unit sitting in your window. So anyway, I um, looked into it. And they're not as convenient, but there are places where they wouldn't allow a window unit, so people have to use these portable AC units in in place of that. And uh, you know, those of you that live up north and you're dealing with the heat, I mean, that's maybe one of those things that you're kind of considering uh, having having you know something like this. But I think we're probably going to go more with the window units and just a, a little bit of a bigger window unit, and uh, you know, cool off. One, you know, the big living room, and everybody would just be, you know, in there, and that's kind of where we would, we would do life during whatever we were we we're dealing with, whether it is, uh, you know, a freeze or whether it was, uh, you know, the the power went out for whatever reason, uh, a natural disaster, or whatever. Uh, just as long as we had natural gas, we would be able to do that. And then I have the backup. If uh, if if uh, you're not able to do the natural gas for whatever reason, I have plenty of propane tanks to run to keep my freezer cool so that I can, you know, we can eat through whatever we need to eat through or we need to uh, can if we need to can something or, or whatever, you know, we have that along the, the lines. But anyway, so just a couple of thoughts there. We're living in a time where it's just uh, the world is crazy. And if you can invest a little bit in something like a bigger generator, that might be something to consider. And so um, one of the one of the, the things I wanted to do is share my Amazon store because I put both of these Duramaxes in there. Um, I really when I'm when I'm making a purchase like this. So the the Duramax, the uh, the smaller one that I mentioned, uh, the uh, XP fifty five hundred. I think that's around six hundred dollars. I think I think yeah six hundred. Um, I did a lot of research into that one. That was was highly rated. The XP thirteen thousand, that one was really highly rated as well. And if you go looking um, right now, the cost that I found on Amazon was um, it's like uh, you know two thousand dollars, right underneath two thousand dollars. And that's a price break between you know I, I think it was like twenty four running twenty four twenty five hundred dollars. I wanted to, you know somebody I think it was. Paul Martin had had talked about, you know, the whole gas thing and maybe, you know, they tried to look at at stoves and and doing away with stoves, but maybe they they didn't, uh, they weren't able to do that, but they might be going after generators. So there might be a time where you're not able to get these. 
So if you were thinking about it and you can afford it, maybe this is the time to do it. I still think that having a, a dual fuel, even if it's a smaller one, is a, a smart uh, a smart move. So anyway, um, I'm going to link to the Amazon store if you want to just go take a look at them and do a little bit more research on them. I, I think it's 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 worth it. So anyway, I will. Uh, I still haven't. Uh, you know, we still haven't run the T. I haven't called out the the, the plumbers to do that and uh, the transfer switch. When I do that, I'll take some pictures and and um, you know it's going to be on a, on a couple of Saturdays as they come out and do that and uh, take some pictures and put them up on buy me a coffee probably. So um, you know, if people wanted to kind of check out what it what it looked like, but I, I think it's it's valuable. And I know that my wife feels a whole lot better being able to. You know, run uh, you run what needs to be run in in the house if we're ever in that type of a situation, because if you've ever been in in the heat during like a natural disaster or whatever, it's miserable, and you're cleaning up, you're doing all that kind of stuff, and then you know you're coming inside and maybe you take a shower if the if the water is is okay, but then you're like you're just you're pouring sweat and all that kind of stuff, and and I know it's like a lot of people's like wah Todd you know big deal deal with it. But you see, if you can make things a little bit more comfortable for people, uh, I think that's a smart move, and that's why we get ready. But anyway, I just wanted to, to leave that with you, and you can check out the links if you're interested in that. Hey, got a, got a quick question for you. I wanted to ask you a question on, on a scale of 1 to 10. On a scale of 1 to 10, uh, where are you in doing, you know, uh, looking at preparedness information to be ready, right? So, you know, looking at articles and videos and even even podcasts and stuff like that. Where are you? Where, where do you feel you are in your preparedness knowledge? And then my, my second question after you answer that, like, you know, on a scale of one to ten, my second question is like, you know, why wouldn't you want to get better prepared? And so one of the easy ways that I do that is providing the top preparedness articles every single every single week, every single Saturday. So I still, after years and years of being in the preparedness community, I still, it's just a habit. I, I'm looking at the articles that are out there and I still put them together in a newsletter and send them out. And so for $5 a month, you can get that over at Buy Me A Coffee. Or if you wanted to just you know do the whole year, there's a little bit of a price break where you do uh, 50, uh, $50 for the year. And so it might be something that, that you might want to consider and do that. And when you, when you do that, you, know, you get this nice, newsletter that you're able to go and you're always able to reference it because it's always available you know it'll be there in your email and so you can always go and check it out and but the other thing is is that you know if you are used to podcasts you can use the pocket app and 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 have them read to you and so that's always beneficial i use that quite often so if that's if that's something you're interested in um that'll there'll be links in the description of the episode and you can go check those out But anyway, guys, I'm going to go ahead and end it there. Thanks so much for hanging out with me on this one. God bless you. We'll catch you on the next one. Peace.